0: Welcome to the High Performer Blueprint Podcast, where busy professionals learn the habits to become a high performer and live the healthy lifestyle they dream about. I'm your host, Lee Ekbola. Let's go. Today we are joined by Justin Growth, owner and coach of Fitness Extraordinaire. Justin, how you doing today? What's up, Lee? How are you, man? I'm doing well. Glad to have you on, Justin. You're going to give us some great insight here on your experience as being a natural bodybuilder and, of course, helping so many. You know, Justin, I really want to start there first uh, about some of the bodybuilding things that you have done. I know you've done it for some time. With bodybuilding, we know there's a difference from natural bodybuilding and others that compete in bodybuilding. And I know in natural bodybuilding, it's something that isn't highlighted as much as the other bodybuilders. I I was watching a documentary through uh, Generation Iron. They talked about how natural bodybuilders are kind of in the shadows of the other bodybuilders. They're not getting attention from others and not really getting those lucrative deals. What has made you decide to stay in natural bodybuilding?
1: A couple of things, Lee. I mean, man, I was... Brought into this world, uh, I was always taught that, you know, drugs were not the right path to take in life. And, you know, it was never drilled into me from an early age, but it was nonetheless there. And so that's the way I I conducted my life, man. I mean, I've never drank nor smoked anything in my entire life. I don't know what it's like to be drunk. Don't know what it's like to be high. Excuse me, none of that. So when I found bodybuilding, when I found let's just take it back. When I found fitness in general, when I found resistance training, I didn't uh, think to do drugs at all. And then like most guys, when they're in their local gym, they're approached by a guru of sorts and they're, they're, you know, they have the ability to go to, I guess, ingest certain drugs and, and get their hands on certain drugs and, so I had my fair share of that, but it just didn't never sit well with me, man. It never aligned with me, never aligned with my core principles and the teachings that I was taught early on in life about other drugs and, and alcoholic substances. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I mean, it just wasn't a part of my trope in life and I carried it out, uh, for years, bodybuilding like that. And it's still to this day, man. And still to this day, I'm drug free. I'm natural. I have never, never drank or smoked, nothing. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm as pure as you're going to get it, man. <laughs> um, but to be honest with you, man, I mean, that's just the path I took. I chose to take and to answer your question about body, natural bodybuilders and not getting the quote unquote lucrative deals as the other guys are getting. Well, I mean, it's simple, man. We're just not that impressive to look at. We're not the free, though. So Mm. people are more, more concerned with the freak show than they are with somebody who just chose to have a little bit more of a stringent moral compass in their life in terms of not ingesting their bodies with pharmacological substances that can really derail their health down the line. I mean, it wasn't, it's just, it's not impressive, bro, to look at somebody's natural physique, even if they are diced to the socks, it's just not impressive. And that's why Mm. it doesn't get the praise or the acclaim or the notoriety that it deserves but I don't blame them. You know what I mean? Like, look, I mean, I don't, when I'm listening to somebody talk about somebody's dirty, if I'm going to listen to somebody's dirty laundry, I don't just want to listen to the fact that they had an argument. I want to listen to the fact that they had a fight. They blew up on each other. They, you know, they there was, there was, mm-hmm. there might've been um, fist throwing involved. Like, even though that's horrible to put into a metaphor, I mean, it's the sh- it's makes it all the more alluring to listen to i mean it's the same thing with bodybuilding when you see guys that are on stage and they're freaks with 300 pounds of muscle i mean it's the circus and you want to pay to watch the circus you don't want to pay to watch kids you know ride their skateboards on the street and that's the, that's analogous to you know natural bodybuilding compared to enhanced bodybuilding it's like natural bodybuilding is the kids riding their skateboard on the street not impressive and then the enhanced bodybuilding is the circus show with the the bikes motorcycles riding around this the hamster wheel or whatever that that sort of thing is riding in mm-hmm. circles and elephants standing on their two feet and you know juggling and shit i don't know dude it's just a freak show you know what i mean <laughs> and right. people pay to watch that and that's what keeps them that's what keeps them engaged the freak show
0: Yeah, that's true. I like to think of it with baseball. We know about during the steroid era where people were so involved in watching the home runs because you were seeing so many of these guys just hit these tremendous power shots. I mean, you're talking about out of the park and baseball was very popular then, and it got a lot of attention. And then as the steroid era ended and we saw less of the home runs, you can see how baseball has declined since then. So definitely where many people say they enjoyed seeing these guys take these drugs because they were able to do these super natural human things, right? So I definitely can understand that perspective on it. And kudos to you, definitely living a life of sobriety. That is something that... Is awesome to hear and, you know, staying true to what you learned from an early age of what you're going to do. So that is definitely something to uh, be respectful of uh, within what you've done. So bodybuilding has definitely still had a huge impact on fitness. It's gotten really people that may have never gotten to fitness, but seeing some of the all time greats with bodybuilding to get people to want to be into fitness and we could kind of see how many people within their training really look up to bodybuilders and are kind of inspired to do similar things. Where maybe if they're not wanting to become a bodybuilder, they still want to engage into that type of programming. So, like, do you think bodybuilding programs should be used by like business professionals who are just trying to get healthier but not really get into bodybuilding? Like, what's your perspective? on people engaging to bodybuilder type programs if that's not what they're competing in.
1: Yeah. I think that for the majority of the populace bodybuilding that, you know, for people that want to build a somewhat formidable physique, I think that most people will respond well to bodybuilding, but what makes the most sense for somebody that is trying to get healthier and change their physique is something that they can adhere to. So them adopting a program That they can adhere to long term. That's what makes the most sense. So that may be bodybuilding for for somebody, and for somebody else, it may look like rock climbing and swimming. I mean, what Mm -hmm. makes the most sense is what you can adhere to and do long term for the rest of your life. If you hate bodybuilding with every fiber of you, you hate the standard three sets of ten or four sets of eight or whatever. I mean, then do something that you can adhere to. If you don't care about, if you can. I guess, get away from just looking like a superhuman and just wanting to delve into just being physically fit and active. I mean, then do something that is going to be coherent to that. I mean, that may look like calisthenics and swimming. That may look like rock climbing or surfing, whatever. But do something that you can adhere to long-term that's going to keep you physically active, that's going to keep you strong, that's going to cause you to build muscle at the same time. And I mean, obviously swimming doesn't do a good job of that, but rock climbing might, mm-hmm. you know, calisthenics might, things like that. I mean, the most important thing is that people find something that they can adhere to long-term. So that might be bodybuilding, but it may not be. Bodybuilding is not the end-all be-all antidote to to reach people's physical fitness goals.
0: I like that you mentioned that. And I like to talk about that as finding something that you can do consistently as you mentioned if you can't adhere to that to create the lifestyle that you want then you're wasting your time if you're only gonna stop and keep going back and forth within your fitness because you're never really getting the results that you really deserve from fitness when you are staying consistent with it so definitely finding something that you can enjoy and that works for you as you mentioned if that is bodybuilding and it works for you and you like that type of training, definitely do it, but you don't have to feel obligated to do that because you saw that in a magazine or you've done that when you're younger days, but that's maybe not the type of training uh, for you as of now. So definitely like that you mentioned that. So Justin, have you experienced like any setbacks that gave you like a new perspective on your fitness?
1: Yeah, I wasn't progressing. And when I wasn't progressing and I was putting everything into my training, I realized that I got frustrated and I realized that I was at a, a crossroads. Am I going to keep going or am I going to throw in the towel and be like, fuck it, this this transformation journey is not worth it. Like I'm, I'm putting so much of my of my time and my energy into something. And I'm not seeing the fruits of my labor, so to speak, come to fruition, at least as as, as quickly as I'd like. And I mean, this was two years into me training and dieting. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it vividly, I looked in the mirror, and I remember looking at myself thinking, I don't even look like I lift. That's exactly what I remember thinking. And I was two years into training. I look, I mean, I was probably 18, 17% body fat, I was on that typical standard bodybuilding, bulking diet, and which is just merely an excuse to eat shit that you shouldn't be eating and eat more of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think most of us go through that stage of bodybuilding where we don't really understand and we're guided by people who, you know, we may look up to and they tell us that and they, it's, it's not necessarily wrong advice, but it's, it's not the best advice. And we end up looking not like we want to look right. And you have a choice to make, you can keep going or you can just throw the towel in that's like anything in life. I mean, you if you if you're not happy with yourself and what you've tried to create well then you have to go back to the drawing board so to speak and you have to readjust recalibrate and do things differently and that's exactly what i did i just i looked at myself said to myself you're still a bitch you still look like a bitch you don't look like you lift and what do i need to do different what what could i ameliorate here in this equation and benefit from and so I realized that I wasn't putting as much precedence on diet as I should have been. I was taking the, the more convenient way out by doing a lot of meal replacement shakes and shit like that. And I and, and then and on top of that, eating a, a dinner that was plentiful in, in carbohydrates, and I was just going to bed on that. And um, I ended up revising that and refining it, I should say, and I ended up progressing, I lost body fat, I kept my muscle, obviously, and I kept getting a little bit stronger, kept getting a little bit more muscular. And then I started to like what I was seeing. But it was only because I had that, I took that audit of myself. And I realized this is not benefiting me. And I'm not extracting all of my investment from my effort and energy. And it just caused me to do things better. It just caused me to get more refined. But some people it will cause them to throw the towel in. I mean, it just depends on what you want in life. Is it a priority to you? Is it a priority to you to become better in your physique? Is it a priority to you to build your business? Is it a priority to you to get better relationally? I mean, what's a priority? People put all their attention around their priorities. And if you're a priority, well, then you'll put attention into your nutrition. You'll put attention into your workout regimen. You'll put attention into the conversations that you speak with people you'll put attention in those things and you'll look to refine them and make make it to where you're your best in those avenues.
0: I think it's important to everyone understand, like no matter where you get to in your fitness level, like you're going to have setbacks. I think we try to think that you can skip that part in your journey without having those setbacks. Like you're going to have those peaks and valleys, but as Justin just mentioned, it's like, how are you going to respond to it? It's easy to throw in the towel and say, I'm done. This isn't working for me. I want to give up. Instead, as Justin mentioned, you got to reinvent yourself to figure out what do I need to do differently to get to where I want to be on my journey. And as you learn those things, you're going to improve on the process. And that's how you're going to really be able to grow. So don't feel like you can't have a setback. Like that's part of the journey. It's going to help you out. We all have dealt with it. I know within myself of making mistakes within fitness or having different injuries and getting back to where I want to be. It's all part of that. So don't feel that you can avoid those and don't feel like I'm a loser because you have setbacks like those things are going to happen. One thing I like about Justin, I wanted to bring him on. He talks about his mindset and the mindset thing is not sexy, but we know as coaches of how important mindset is. If you want to be able to change something, you really have to shift your mindset. What aspect of mindset training do you think is underrated? Physical fitness.
1: I think that people think that
0: people underwrite physical fitness as a as a means
1: to just become a meathead and become vain and self-indulged because it's all centered around the physical representation of that person, but you only find what you're made of through resistance. You know, mentally you find out what you're made of when you impose resistance on yourself willingly and that's mm-hmm. from training that's from physical training you can look at physical training like bodybuilding you could look at it like crossfit you could look at it like strongman you could look at it like training to be a seal you could look at it like all these different parameters it doesn't matter it's causing you revealing who you are physically which is going to reveal who you are mentally if you're a pussy or if you're strong if you're resilient or you give up it's going to reveal to you And you can quickly, the the great thing about fitness is that you can quick, even if you recognize that that you are, in fact, a pussy, you can circumvent yourself in that situation. You can actually build yourself to be not a pussy anymore, but the way you consistently train and the way you consistently put yourself through these hard movements that you don't want to put yourself through and push through the repetitions. Keep increasing the loads. I mean, these things will extract what may be lying dormant in you. And you may reveal to yourself that you are stronger than you thought you were, but you can't just simply think it. You have to do shit. You have to do shit that that reinstates the fact that you are actually strong.
0: I love that part that you mentioned that the physical aspect really is training your mindset, because I think we all have those breaking points that we know within our training that you have to be able to push past your limits if you're going to really get stronger. As you're mentioning, as you're starting to increase the loads, I know we've all worked with clients where they're kind of scared, like, no, can I really do this? And we're telling them like, we know you can do this, you can push past this. And then once they see they can push past, it's like, wow, I am really strong. I can do these different things. And we understand that part of fitness of getting past those limits. That's how you really start to have the growth because you're going to reach certain points where you're going to feel like, man, this is too difficult or you're wanting to tap out. But once you get past those points where you're feeling like you can't do it and you do it, it just makes you stronger. And then you get to the point of like, man, if I could do this, I could do anything because we're all going to have those different obstacles in our life. But when you can Accomplish that within your fitness and push past. So you're really like, man, if I can lift this amount of weight, I know I can do this. Or I can be able to work out for a certain period of time without giving up. I know I can do this. So the physical aspect is going to really challenge you. And if you really push yourself, you will see the growth in yourself. So I love that you mentioned that there, Justin. So I know, Justin, just like me, you've been coaching clients and you've helped so many clients over your time as a coach. So Can you share a client story that had a profound impact on you? So I guess the one that takes the
1: cake for me is a few years back. I had a client that was probably 80, 83, I think. And she came to me, she was widowed and she came to me because she just needed, you know, when you're that old man, you need company, you need Mm -hmm. company, movement, and you need, confidence because you're starting, you know, a lot of things are dwindling on the side of you, you know, you're, you're getting closer to your grave and it's, it's not like it's unbeknownst to you, you know, and she came to me wanting to just be able to feel stronger because she was so afraid of falling and moving and, and, and training her. I think that this isn't like your stereotypical transformation from, you know, shit to fit, That doesn't mean everything to me. What means Mm -hmm. something to me is putting an impact in someone's lives. And you often don't do that with athletes. They just look at you like a side piece to their equation. And that's fine. But what gives me the most utility is when I affect somebody at the grand human scale. And I'm not going to do that with athletes typically because they just use me as a tool in their tool shed, you know? And so mm. this, this particular woman, she needed help with uh, obviously when you get older, you lose proprioception, you lose your understanding of, of feel and you get unbalanced, you're unstable. And there's, it, it's, it's really nothing. You're just, your mental faculties are, are shifting in there and they're actually, um, they're moving away from you, so to speak. And so right. you have a problem with feeling confident when you take steps. And when you are just just everyday simple tasks, like bending over, uh, reaching up to grab something in a sh- on, a, on a top shelf or something. And being able to work with her was, you know, right before she passed was probably the most standout client, superstar client that I've ever had, because I know that her and I's time together and her and I's sessions was actually helping her. And I know that that type of bond that we built before she passed was something that I think helped her even in her last days. And not only in the movement sense, but just in the psychological sense, having somebody to, to be there and and to speak with and to help her feel like she was confident again and strong again.
0: And I love that story because as you mentioned, we typically highlight in the fitness realm those amazing transformations where you see someone lose a hundred pounds and all those different things are great, of course, but as you mentioned, you can make an impact on someone and change their life. Like her, for example, as you mentioned, getting up there in age, we know how difficult it can be to do just simple movements. Like you're saying, just to do everyday activities. When we're working with clients at that age, you're just trying to get them to live a, healthier life and be able to do things and be more independent right be more independent without having to rely on someone else and it can get lonely as we get in age as we know with our different people we have met in life where maybe someone's not able to be around other people as much and that is something that i think we can all learn from and to understand that you can make an impact on someone that goes beyond just the typical what we see so That's awesome. Glad that you uh, were able to have that experience with her. So as you know, Justin, often words means nothing without action, right? So for many that are listening here right now, they've heard some some tremendous insights into what they can be doing on their journey, but they still struggle with getting going. So what's the thing you would tell someone struggling with taking action on their journey?
1: They're struggling because they're not, they're not fed
0: up enough yet with their current state
1: and then they're, and they're going to stay there. There's nothing you can tell them because if a person is fed up to the point where they don't want to get out of bed tomorrow, they're going to do something to ameliorate that. But if they're not there yet, then they're going to keep living in that hell. So there's nothing you can say. I mean, you can search all the motivational platitudes you like, but mm-hmm. if you're not actually sick of who the fuck you are right now and sick of what you're not becoming, then you're not going to do anything about it. So for those of the people that are lurking, looking and searching for the next best author to read or platitude to read or motivational speaker to listen to, you're just fooling yourself. You're not sick enough with your current position yet, and that's why you stay there. And you're going to stay there until you die. And no one's going to fucking remember you because you didn't do shit with yourself. And if you didn't do shit with yourself, chances are you didn't do shit for anybody else. Because you weren't good to put yourself in a position to make other people better. That's the sad truth. When people are fed up with their current position of being fat, being sick, being less than, then they change. And oftentimes they don't need anybody to make them change. They do it on their own because they know what they need to fucking do. Deep down, they know what they need to do. They're just not sick enough with themselves to the point where they do something about it. So wait till they get there. They'll change. It's embedded in each and every one of us as human beings because if it wasn't, we wouldn't have survived this far in life.
0: Yeah, that could be the tough truth sometimes that we don't want to hear. But as you mentioned, there's things that we know that we should be doing. And when you're in so much pain, like you said, you'll do anything to get out of it, right? Where it's, too much to bear with yourself. And like you said, when you are sick and tired of lying to yourself of where you're at and you're wanting to do something, you'll be willing to do it. You're right. No one can force anybody to get them to do that. And if you're seeking that magical motivation, like we all know that some people may listen to or read books and they still don't do it and they're wondering, why can't I do it? You just gave the answer there. So I appreciate the reality of you giving that to people so they can actually realize where they're at with their journey right now. Justin, man, I love this conversation we had. Where can our audience get connected with you at?
1: Sure. So uh on Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me. If you want to get directly in contact with me, my Instagram handle is Justin Craig Groth. And that's no, there's no underscores or spaces in between those, though in the between that name, just straight Justin Craig Groth. And if you want to get a hold of me, uh, well, you can get a hold of me through email if you'd like as well. I have a website, the justingroff.com. And that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. If you want to check out my podcast, it's a personal development self-improvement podcast, no-nonsense podcast, obviously, as you've witnessed here in the way that I speak. Uh, that's called Straight from the Chest, and that's on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud.
0: Awesome. Get connected with Justin. Justin, once again, Appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate you, Lee. Thanks, man. Thank you for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, head over to LTA Performance365.com/slash high performer. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love this podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you're ready to create your own high performer blueprint, be sure to head over to LTA Performance365.com and we'll talk soon.